0: 250 years of slavery, 100 years of Jim Crow, sharecropping, the Ku Klux Klan, lynchings, bombings, mass incarceration, the separation and destruction of the black family. All of that has had an effect on our mind. Our mind needs to be decolonized. We today are experiencing mental slavery, not physical slavery as once our ancestors had to endure. In my book, Seven Steps to Decolonize the Mind, we take you through every step to start releasing the change that's on your mind. He or she who controls the mind control the person. It is in a vested interest of the white supremacist system to keep your mind bogged down in a mental slavery, throwing entertainment, throwing drugs, throwing alcohol, anything they can at you to keep you bogged down. You got to free yourself from mental slavery by purchasing our book, seven steps to decolonize the mind today on Amazon. Make sure you share it with your family, share it with your friends. Everyone can benefit from decolonizing the mind because once your mind is decolonized, you will never be put to sleep again.
1: Welcome to chilling with Teddy G an authentic black channel, empowering the black community and capturing the modern day Black reality through investigative journalism. I'm your host, Teddy G. to all of my melanated kings and queens, my brothers and sisters in Africa and South Africa, and to my listening audience around the globe. I welcome each and every one of you back to another episode of CWTG, where I'm your host, Teddy G, and you know on this channel, we discuss anything and everything with absolutely no sugar, no frosting, and definitely no mayonnaise. We have breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. We have the sentencing of the three men who murdered Ahmaud Arbery. And we're going to get right into that, ladies and gentlemen, as well, soon as we do a little uh, housekeeping and get our dirty laundry clean with the Copyright Disclaimer Act of 1976 under Title 17, Section 107. Allowances are made for the fair use for the purpose such as criticism, comment, news, reporting, teaching, scholarships, and research. Fair use is permitted by the copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational, personal use tips to balance in the favor of fair use. So let's go right into this uh, special report.
2: Good afternoon, and we're coming on the air at this hour for the sentencing of the three men convicted for the murder of Ahmad Arbery in Georgia. Of course, it's a case that made national headlines. Ahmad Arbery, an unarmed black man, just 25, chased down, shot and killed while jogging. All three men face a minimum sentence of life in prison. Travis McMichael, his father Gregory McMichael and their neighbor William Roddy Bryan. Now today what the judge is deciding here is whether any of them should ever be eligible for parole. That would still mean 30 years before the chance at parole. The case is not over even after today the three men still face federal charges on civil rights violations. That case begins next month. But first let's listen right now to Judge Timothy Walmsley.
3: The uh, way the court's gonna address this, I'm gonna make uh, a few remarks and then address each one of the defendants with regard to sentencing. And the remarks are intended to be uh, general, but also taken into consideration in the individual sentencing portion uh, of the court's statement. So that's how we intend to proceed. So the court has heard the evidence in the case has um, accepted the jury's verdict, listened to the presentations here today, uh, in aggravation and mitigation, and um, candidly have spent a lot of time thinking about this. This is a case that has um, uh, taken a lot of uh, time and energy on a lot of people's parts, um, and uh, has been a case of note, not just in this community, uh, but really in in a lot of communities. what we're here today to determine is what an appropriate sentence is, quite separate from the notoriety of the case and any other outside influence that may exist. And so the court um, is gonna be very careful in, in explaining that the court has considered just the evidence and what is appropriate under the circumstances of this case to consider in the Superior Court. So that all being said, let me start with this statement. As we all now know, based upon the verdict that was rendered in this court in November, Ahmad Aubrey was murdered. It's a tragedy. It's a tragedy on many, many levels. Almost 20, uh, I'm sorry, on February 23rd of 2020, almost two years ago, a resident of Glenn County, a graduate of Brunswick High, a son, a brother, a young man with dreams was gunned down in this community. As we understand it, he left his home apparently to go for a run and he ended up running for his life he entered the English home at approximately 1.04 p.m. and left that home at about 1.08 on that day. At 1.14, Greg McMichael calls 911 to let them know that there's a black male running down the street. And within moments, Ahmaud Aubrey is shot and killed. The three men that are now before this court chased him in a residential neighborhood for at least five minutes in pickup trucks armed with a shotgun and a three fifty-seven revolver. The state mentioned this today about the time period, but I do wanna put that time period in context. And the only way I could think to do so may be a little theatrical, but I think it's appropriate. I wanna solve get a concept of time. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna sit silently for one minute. And that one minute Represents a fraction of the time that a mod was running in Satilla Shores. those circumstances, including but not limited to all aspects of the crimes charged, the past criminal record or lack thereof of the defendants. I've also considered any lawful evidence, which tends to show the motive of the defendants, their lack of remorse, their general moral character and any predisposition to commit other crimes. Now I think in this case, the record speaks for itself and the defendant's own words, I think guide this court with regard to sentencing went back through uh, my notes um, and other resources to pull some of the quotes that uh, we have in this case. I'll start with Greg McMichael. In my opinion, Greg McMichael very early on in this tried to establish a narrative. He made comments like Ahmaud Arbery was trapped like a rat. Stop or I'll blow your and I won't repeat it again head off. He effectively admitted that he wasn't sure what Ahmaud Arbery had done wrong. Quote, I don't think the guy has actually stolen anything out there, or if he did, it was early in the process. But he keeps going back over and over again into this damn house. Again, back to the narrative. Told Travis, you have no choice. Told another individual at the, side, or at the scene, this guy ain't no shuffler, this guy's an asshole. Commented that he wanted him, Ahmad Arbery, to know that we weren't playing if i could have gotten a shot at the guy i would have shot him travis mcmichael claims he was in shock but it's interesting because he talks about his concern for his child and his own well-being part of this was while the victim was actually laying there in the street commented this is the worst day of my life well uh, i think it's been touched on here today Uh, there were other individuals that were impacted I look at the video of um, this incident. When I say the video, I think everybody knows what we're talking about. But there was one part of it that struck me as absolutely chilling. And that is, I believe it's in the enhanced video provided by the GBI. There's a frame where I believe Ahmaud Arbery, it looks to be, if he's 20 yards out, that may be close, 30 yards out. And it's the frame of Travis McMichael uh, lifting the shotgun to fire at Ahmaud Arbery. And you watch that with context, I wanna say context, after hearing the evidence in this case. Again, thinking about a young man that had been running at that point for almost five minutes. And it is, it is a chilling, truly disturbing scene. And we got there because Travis McMichael's father saw Ahmaud Arbery hauling down the street and calls out, let's go. At that point, Travis McMichael, um, despite whatever may have been going on in his life at that time, with regard to family or otherwise, just goes, grabs a shotgun, and goes because he assumes that it is the right thing to do. Maude Aubrey was then hunted down and shot. And he was killed because individuals here in this courtroom, took the law into their own hands. Mr. Bryan, he joined in after calling out to the McMichaels, y'all got him? Claimed he didn't know what was going on, but obviously wanted to know if this individual who was running through the neighborhood, who he didn't know, had been caught in some way. Said, quote, I figured he'd done something wrong, but I didn't know for sure. All right, that wasn't actually the quote. Those quotes are two separate quotes. Didn't know for sure. I thought he would get away. And this is the part that is disturbing to me with Roddy Bryan. If the guy would have stopped, this would have never happened. All of these quotes give context, I think, to the video that we saw during the case. And Miss Wanda Cooper Jones this morning made a statement that I think when you look at these statements and you see the videos is very true. And that is she said when they could not scare or intimidate him, they killed him. There's been discussion about remorse. And I agree with counsel that it is, it is dangerous for defendants uh, who have multiple prosecutions against them to make statements of remorse, but remorse isn't something that is simply uh, a statement of regret. Remorse. I think, can be determined by looking at somebody's reaction to difficult circumstances and the reality of the situation that they're in. Again, it doesn't require an apology, and quite honestly, sometimes apologies are made simply to get past uh, problems. Remorse is something that's felt and demonstrated. In this case, getting back to the video, again, after Amara Arbery fell, the McMichaels turned their backs a, again, a disturbing image, and they walked away. This was a killing. It was callous, and it occurred, as far as the court is concerned, based upon the evidence, because confrontation was being sought. I think the statement was made during closing arguments. It's interesting to note that the most violent crime in Satilla Shores was the murder of Ahmad Arbery. So sentencing does not generally provide closure. I think Ms. Wanda Cooper Jones also talked about closure, Uh, but I, I don't, I don't find that it really does. And I think that's an unfortunate thing because in this case, I think many people are seeking closure, the mother, the father, the community, and maybe even parts of the nation. But closure is hard to define and is a granular concept. It's seen differently by all, depending on their perspective and the prism of your lives. Instead of closure, maybe we'd best see today's proceeding as an exercise in accountability. We are all accountable for our own actions. Sometimes in today's day and age, that statement is lost upon many. And today the defendants are being held accountable for their actions here in Superior Court. Today demonstrates that everybody is accountable to the rule of law. Taking the law into your own hands is a dangerous endeavor. I'm not sure how this comes across, I'll say it anyway. I think ultimately, with regard to the murder of Arbery, it all it holds us all accountable. I've read somewhere, and I don't remember where it was, that at a minimum, Ahmaud Arbery's death should force us, or his death should force us to consider expanding our definition of what a neighbor may be and how we treat them. I argue that maybe a neighbor is more than the people who just own property around your house. I believe that is I also believe that in assuming the worst in others, we show our worst character. Assuming the best in others, is always the best course of action. And maybe those are the grand lessons from this case. I will let others spend as much time as they want writing about it and talking about it, but those are my general thoughts with regard to this case and sentencing. That said, with regard to the sentence in this case, as to Travis McMichael, Mr. McMichael, the court sentences you as follows. Count one, malice murder, life without the possibility of parole. Count two, felony murder, is vacated by operation of law. Count three, felony murder, vacated by operation of law. Count four, felony murder, vacated by operation of law. Count five, felony murder, vacated by operation of law. Count six, aggravated assault, merges into count one. Count seven, aggravated assault. The court sentences the defendant to 20 years consecutive to count one. Count eight, false imprisonment, merges into count one. Count nine, attempted false imprisonment, five years concurrent to count seven. That is life plus 20. Greg McMichael, the court sentences you as follows. Count one, malice murder, defendant was found not guilty count two felony murder life without the possibility of parole count three felony murder vacated i want to say vacated it's vacated by operation of law in all cases i just i'm not going to repeat it count four vacated count five vacated count six merges into count two count seven aggravated assault 20 years consecutive to count two count eight 10 years concurrent to count seven, count nine, five years concurrent to count seven. That is life plus 20 years. Roddy Bryan, I do want to separate a little bit because the state is making a different recommendation. And despite the back and forth that uh, Mr. Goff and I had during this case, I do want to point out a couple of things that he raised that I think are appropriate to raise with regard to the sentence. Um, As far as the remorse, um, I think Roddy Bryan stands in very different shoes. Um, It is obvious from the beginning uh, that he questioned the tragedy that had occurred at the scene. It was on, uh, I believe, I can't remember whose body cam, but the body cam in fact questioning whether or not what had occurred had occurred. And then took steps early on in this process, I think that demonstrated that he had grave concerns that what had occurred should not have occurred. And I think that does make Mr. Bryan's situation a little bit different. However, Mr. Bryan has been convicted of felony murder. And I do not uh, believe it can be uh, disputed based on the facts of this case, that uh, the verdict uh, was an appropriate verdict based upon the evidence presented, at least. And when I say appropriate, what I mean is legal. because I believe there's some, been some discussion about some differences between Mr. Bryan and, uh, and the McMichaels. Um, there may be some differences, but it does not change the fact that was it not for the fact that Mr. Bryan used his vehicle in a way to uh, impede Mr. Arbery's uh, course of travel, this may not have ever occurred, and that is sufficient for felony murder. He did cooperate with law enforcement. I uh, will point out uh, Mr. Goff, 17101 b There's actually a case out of Chatham County uh, that says it would not apply under the circumstances of this case. So the court recognizing that Mr. Bryan's position is different. Uh, again, Mr. Bryan was found not guilty on count one and count two. The court sentences Mr. Bryan to uh, life with the possibility of parole on count three. Count four is vacated. Count five is vacated. Count six, the defendant was found not guilty. Count seven merges into count three. The defendant is sentenced to 10 years consecutive to count three on count eight and five years concurrent with count eight. Both of those counts though will be suspended sentences, which gives Mr. Bryan a life with the possibility of parole sentence. Those are the sentences The court having pronounced sentence, first with regard to Travis McMichael. Mr. McMichael, you are hereby notified that under the law of Georgia, you are entitled to appeal the guilty verdict of the jury. And if you decide to do so, you must file your appeal within 30 days of this date. You're also informed that you have the right to retain a lawyer of your own choice to represent you on your post-trial motions and appeals to the appropriate appellate court of Georgia. If you cannot afford a lawyer, the court will appoint one for you. You are entitled to and will be given a transcript of all pre-trial, trial, trial, and post-trial matters without cost to you if you cannot afford a transcript. You may file a motion for a new trial or you may appeal your case directly to the appropriate appellate court of Georgia for review. You are also advised that the statute of limitations for habeas corpus in this state is four years in the case of felonies and one year in the case of misdemeanors. The statute begins to run from the date the conviction becomes final. And just to be clear on the record, I'm gonna go through the statement with regard to each defendant. So as to Gregory McMichael, you are hereby notified that under the law of Georgia, you are entitled to appeal the guilty verdict of the jury. And if you decide to do so, you must file your appeal within 30 days of this date. You are also informed that you have the right to retain a lawyer of your own choice to represent you on your post-trial motions and appeals to the appropriate appellate As we
2: continue to listen in here to Judge Timothy Walmsley in that Georgia courtroom, we have learned this afternoon of the sentences of the three men in Ahmaud Arbery's death. Uh, Travis McMichael, who shot Arbery, uh, life without the possibility of parole, life in prison uh, for the crime. His father, Gregory McMichael, given the same sentence, life without parole. Uh, their neighbor, Roddy Bryan, uh, who used his vehicle, the truck, uh, was given life with the possibility of parole. The judge making it clear uh, he believes that's because he is the only one uh, in the evidence in this trial who showed uh, any kind of concern afterward uh, for the crime. The judge, in speaking before that courtroom, acknowledged that he was likely speaking not only to that community, but... Well, there you have it, ladies
1: and gentlemen, that
2: is the uh, sentencing for the uh
1: three men who viciously murdered Ahmad Arbery. And in my opinion, I think the uh, sentencings are appropriate because the uh, actions from both of the McMichaels as they turned their backs on this uh, dying young man in the street and their actions throughout this courtroom show that they had no remorse for what had happened actually for them murdering him because we can say that now because they have been convicted and now they have been sentenced so so the, excuse me so these murderers uh, showed no remorse and the the judge made it a point to uh, let that be known and as he said this may not bring closure to everyone, but it does bring justice for the young man that was uh, viciously and brutally murdered. So with all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, as you can see, each one of them has uh, gotten a pretty stiff sentence without the possibility of uh, parole except for uh william rodney bryant which the judge believed that he did show some remorse and some concern for what happened and he lightened his sentence because of that but looking at the fact that you know he's uh uh, 50 years old and he will have to do at least 30 years 30 years he'll be in he won't be eligible for parole until he's 80. so I believe that the sentence was uh, brought some justice uh, to the family. I don't know if it will bring them some closure because it's hard to say that when you have uh, lost a, a loved one. It may bring some sort of satisfaction, but actually bringing you total closure, well, you will have to ask the uh, family members of Ahmaud Aubrey on that case. With all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that's the breaking news on this special report that these uh, three men, uh, Travis McMichael, uh, George McMichaels, and uh, William Rodney Bryant have uh, been sentenced to uh, life in prison without the possibility of parole and life with the possibility of parole for William Rodney Bryant. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We're going to keep you all abreast of what's going on with their federal cases, which will be starting next month, that they have these federal hate crimes that they must uh, face as well. With all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, please, guys, y'all continue to do your social distancing. We will never, ever be out of the woods with the COVID-19 and all of the variants. that's popping up the Delta variant, the Omicron variant. They are wreaking havoc on the world. So continue to wear your outer gear. Continue to take care of your immune system. Continue to wash your hands for 20 seconds or more. Continue to uh, do everything that you can to help reduce the spread of this virus. I tell you all these things because I love you. Loving you guys is my food and Teddy G is hungry each and every single day of his life. And until I have the opportunity to address you guys again, I bid each and every one of you, peace, love, and soul.